What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Man, what an exciting time to be alive, to know that we're in the uh, uh, the very last of the last days. You know, it could be uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now that the Lord Jesus Christ returns. It could be sooner. It could be any day now. But I really believe that it'll be in this generation that we'll see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, that um, uh, under the sound of my voice are the people that are going to usher in the return of Jesus Christ to be the ones that uh, um, many of the ones who um, are part of his earthly reign, the thousand year reign, come to think that you and I listening to this in a hundred years from now will be ruling and reigning on, on the earth uh, with Christ. Um, exciting times to be alive. Um, let's dive in. I want to, um, it was on my heart to do a podcast on encouraging yourself uh, in the Lord. So I want to read to you from the book of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30. And this is um, David. And, you know, he's got his band of uh, mighty men and they've been um, making friends and making enemies. And anyway, he get, um, they were out and uh, uh, messing with the Philistines and then found favor and blah, blah, blah. They go to return back. And so this is 1 Samuel 30, verse 1. It says, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day uh, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. So this is where uh, all of David and his mighty men, their families and their children lived. And it said, They had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David is greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You know, this is uh, quite an amazing scene we have here. Here uh, you have people, these these mighty men of valor who followed David, King David, and they know he's been anointed as king. Most likely they, they're staking their life on the fact that if they follow him, he's going to be in, in power at some point. And they've left their family behind. So he's here's King David who says, hey, well, we need to go this way. And the whole crew of them go this way. Hey, we need to go this way. And so they follow him and leaving their, their women and children behind. And they come back in their city. Their town has been burned to the ground. And they come back and their family's missing. And they don't know, hey, are they dead? Are they alive? What's going on here? And here King David is at arguably the lowest point in his life where, uh, you know, with, with Goliath, it was at least just him versus it was just him versus the, um, the, the giant, where in this case, he's feeling the grief of not just his family members, um, uh, not just his family members are gone, but everyone else's, all these men that have trusted him to lead them. But it, what does it say? It says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, the devil wants to keep you disappointed, but also, um, but also he also wants to make it that you feel like you have to run everywhere else to get encouraged. It's great to listen to preaching. It's great to listen to, to, to have friends around you. It's actually a key to keep the right type of friends around you to encourage you. But ultimately, there's nothing that will replace the Word of God in your mouth. There's nothing that'll take the place of you picking up the Word of God 
And even when you're facing opposing circumstances that you say, Lord, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Heart, I want to tell you, this is going to be the best year that you had. I know you're facing this right now. I know it looks bleak in this area, but I want to tell you, the Lord says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's nothing like the word of God on your lips. When, when you're facing it, many people I see, they actually try to distract themselves. When things get difficult, they go to to pleasure. They go to, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I need to take a day off or, you know, when things get difficult spiritually or things get in their situ- the finances or whatever it is, there's something, there's a situation that arises. Many people, because it gets difficult, automatically go to just distract themselves. Oh, I'm going to watch three or four movies in a row. I'm going to do whatever. And they distract themselves just to ta- release the tension. Or this is what happens where people see the word of God and they know what the Bible says about healing or they know what the Bible says about provision. But when a circumstance comes that's opposing it, they give up and they say, well, I guess, you know, the Bible says this was going to happen, but it didn't happen. So I guess this is okay. You know, this is just what God wanted for me. Where the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Having the word of God saying that you'll walk victorious doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. It means that you'll have the power to make it through the challenge by the word of God. God has a plan for you, but he gives you the weapons of warfare. And one of them is your own mouth where you can open your mouth and say, Father, I thank you. I know that this is what it looks like in my family. But Father, I thank you that you said you're forever married to the backslider. So I thank you my whole family is coming back into the kingdom. I thank you, Lord, that on that day they're going to be counted. And you encourage yourself in the Lord. I want you to hear this. This is Psalm 42. Um, David said, I'm going to read from uh, uh, verse 5. He says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, listen to this, therefore will I remember you from the land of Jordan and the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. He's saying, when I'm cast down, what do I do? I remember the Lord my God. You know, it's a key that God gives you when the devil tries to come to bring to bring anxiety about a situation. Oh, the Lord's not going to come through for you. That you can look back to where the Lord has come through for you and use, this, this is for somebody today, and use the testimony that God has given you to throw it, throw it back in the devil's face. Psalm 77, 11 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate also of all your work and talk of all your doings. When the devil comes in with an attack to discourage you, there's nothing like bringing up his past defeats. Devil, you may be coming at me now, but I want to tell you your days are numbered. I want to tell you that as I walked in victory before, I'm going to walk in victory again. Remember when you thought you had me when I was a teenager and you couldn't have me, that God delivered me. God is still my hope. And you take the word of God and out of your own mouth, you encourage yourself in the Lord. When when the devil attacks, when things happen in life, when circumstances come, when you're believing the Lord to save a, for a family member to get saved, and then it looks like it gets even worse. When those attacks come, you're believing the Lord to heal you, and then you feel worse than you have in three years. When those attacks come, that's not time to back down and get discouraged. That's the time where you encourage 
yourself in the Lord. Father, I don't feel like doing this, but bless God. I thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you're my helper. I thank you that the path of the just is as a shining light, and it shines more and more into that perfect day. I thank you, Lord, that you're with me and that you're for me. And if you're on my side, that, Lord, who can be against me? God has given you a mouth. Take the word of God and let it pour out of your mouth. There's, there's actually power that's released from when you speak. So by doing that, it's not just to get yourself to be happy. It actually releases power. When you speak the word of God, when you turn your head off and you speak the word of God and you proclaim what the victory is going to be, you actually predict the future for yourself. That's, that's the, the word of God on your lips with, mixed with faith is, is as powerful as the word of God on anyone else's lips, on the Apostle Paul's lips, on Peter's lips, uh, on John G. Lake's lips, on Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's lips. It's set up that God is no respecter of persons, but it starts with you. It starts with your mouth. So I want to ask you, where's what's an area where you say, man, I, I haven't been as encouraged in this area. I want to challenge you. Don't wait for somebody. Yes, you can go. Yes, you can find good preaching. But what about when you can't find good preaching? What about when you aren't around an internet connection and you're feeling discouraged? What do you do then? You begin to encourage yourself in the Lord. So I want to couple, give you a couple pointers. First of all, remember the past victories. Number two, uh, worship, praise and worship. Praise is a time where we fully get to set our eyes on Jesus, that we take our eyes off ourselves and off our circumstance and we put our eyes on the Lord. Such a key. And then number three is obvious, is obvious, but when you encourage yourself, use the word of God. Having and being encouraged when you don't feel like it is such a key because the storms of life come. And just like with Peter, when he walked on the water, the devil wants you to, to take your eyes off Jesus and put your eyes on the circumstance. But, be, but make a decision. I'm putting my eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. And if he says it, I'll have it. If he says the word come, I'm walking on the water. If he says the word I'll provide, then my, my provision's guaranteed. If he says the word you're healed, then my health, then health is mine. And you begin to encourage yourself for what the Lord has done. I want you to see um, one last scripture here, Proverbs 18, verse 14. And I love this. It's grown to be one of my favorite scriptures. But Proverbs 18, 14, I'm going to read it in the New King James. It says, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? You know, one of the keys for us as children of God is to keep our heart encouraged, keep ourselves stirred up in the Holy Ghost. Uh, many things come to people, things come their way, whether it's discouragement, whether people get fired. Um, and many times it's a sickness that comes. And I notice this, that when people, especially with sickness, when people get sick, they immediately want to uh, turn off the lights. They want to close the blinds. They want to play sad music, if any music at all. And then, the, and then they just want to talk about how bad they feel. They want pe- the attention. They want the pity. That and this isn't everybody, obviously, but they want people to bring them food and they want to be looked after. And you just want comfort, right? You just want to like have everyone come and make a fuss over you. But the Bible says that uh, the as the spirit goes, so the body goes. That's not a scripture, but I'm giving you a principle out of the word. The, the Bible in this uh, in Proverbs 18 here is saying, the spirit of man will sustain him. When you, if someone is sick, the last thing 
that they need to do is shut the curtains and get into sad mode. The most important thing is to get their spirit into a place of victory. As the spirit goes, so the body goes. This is a principle that I've learned, and I understand that when we talk about healing, it's more than just laying hands on the sick. If I can get you into a place of being in victory in your spirit, bless God, the Lord is on my side. What can man do unto me? If God be for me, who can be against me? I'll go with you always, even until the end of the earth, that God is with me on every single step of the way. If I can get you encouraged on the inside, if, it, if I can get your spirit man stirred up, then I know that your health will be soon to follow. Romans 8.11 says, The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in me, dwells in me, quickens my mortal body. The spirit comes first. If I can get your spirit man stirred up, it'll, it'll pull you out of that infirmity. It'll bring you into a place of, um, uh, of, of health. And so what God wants is us to be people who can encourage ourselves. Because once we're people who can encourage ourselves, we can be people who, are, who can be counted on to encourage other people, to encourage each other. And really, that's where unity starts to come in. Stop being, don't allow yourself to be a person who's washed to and fro, who one day is doing good and the next day is cast down. Encourage yourself in the Lord. There's so much that God has promised. You take up the word and you say, Lord, I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. I care what your word says. Your word is true. Let everything else be a liar. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.